Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Good Vibes of Jason B of Vibe Minds and More podcast. And we're going to get the evening started out with. Um, I just got back from work, but we have a few things to talk about with, and they are the four R's. Now, I'm going to start talking about the four R's from negative to positive in each one of the words and how it relates and does it resonate with what you started with the trek of the new you, the new 2019 new year, new week, whatever you want to call it, the new start. But I feel like the four R's are very, very important. And the first R is relentless. Relentless means obsessively constant or insistent, you know, um, harsh or inflexible. So relentless can be a negative or a positive because if you're relentless for your vision of your dreams, um, you definitely will, I'm more than likely, I believe you'll achieve them. The second R is reluctant, unwilling or hesitant or disinclined. That's what it means. And those are the two negatives, the relentless and reluctant. Now we're going to go to the positive. Resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or toughness. That's a pretty good one. And then the last one, reliance, dependence on or trust in someone or something. So how do all these four R's really relate to what's going on? Now, previous before, many of you have said, I'm starting the 2019, it's a new year, new me, and you've said it over and over, but nothing changes. It's all according to the program, the blueprints you put down, the habits you're putting in place, and the disciplines that you've set forth. They all revolve around the four R's. If you are, for example, reluctant to take care of your room, your house, your appearance, you know, they are just symptoms like I've told you before in the previous episodes. They're symptoms to a greater problem in you. So if you want to really attack this new you and new self-worth or rebuilding, um, check and see if you're reluctant on anything. Are you reluctant to go forward with your food prep or your exercise regimen that you said you were going to start at five o'clock in the morning? Um, you know, is it hesitant because it seems too hard or too risky? I think a lot of times, a lot of us say the first thing that comes out of a lot of people's mouth is, is how hard is it going to be? You know, um, to best answer that, I don't think it's a matter of how hard, but what is the goal and the rewards that you should be focused on. Um, you know, relentless in that aspect also, um, you could be relentless in your training and the way that you programmed yourself or gotten this far. So maybe you need to um, cut loose people that are toxic or people that are not serving the greater purpose to encourage you to become better or people who are just occupying space on your phone, your time, your day, your email, your social media. Um, it is a relentless habit that um, things can be where it can be negative. But on the positive perspective, if you are dedicated, you're going strong, it is what January 16th, so 16 days into the new year, if you are accomplishing and making those little strides, I cheer you on. Good job. 
Now, resilience. Now, this is a more positive thing. It's the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and toughness. Now, that relates because it's like talking about how, um, you know, through no matter what struggle, you, you kept a level head or you kept your composure, no matter how much it hurt or cost you, you were resilient to keep your 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 level head and that's really a big thing that a lot of people are talking about nowadays is you know how much resilience do you have or toughness you know i mean a lot of people want to quit and just go on to the next but for those of us who see something greater um you know resilience is a toughness that we can all learn from and reliance okay now here's a big thing and this really connects to all of the areas and all the pers the spectrum of your life there are many things that you are relying on others or things, a company, where you work, your bed, your home. You rely on that, those things. But what about who relies on you? Um, this is really a perspective of are you giving your best so that the reliance on you is valued tenfold? Um, I was listening to Wayne Dyer a little bit about something he was talking briefly about, and we tend to focus on the me or the look at me syndrome, so to speak. It was more like, if you are looking at me, then my emotions are valued in if you are look or your perception, your validation, or just checking me out. You know, um, that can be a very dangerous thing because you're putting your power into others' hands, you know, but you can be relied on, say, like if your word is is rock or steel, you know, it's not going to move. It's you, If you say it's going to be done, you know, so reliance. And it's a good thing to look at who relies on you, even your children. Maybe your children aren't getting enough attention. Maybe they're getting too much attention. But can you rely on them to do your best and have you done your, your favor? So that's my little bit about the four R's. And just to give a perspective on why it's important to me and why I'm making this podcast is because I am going through those New Year, I don't want to say resolution, but New Year perspectives. Um, I have been trying to keep my place clean, but as a little time has passed, um, it's not an excuse like my girlfriend was clearing out stuff, my old stuff out of her place. And, you know, it was it was I didn't know how to take it at first. But then I just, you know, it's like, hey, switch it to a positive. We're getting rid of stuff that I left there. And I found out a lot of it was junk. So I threw out a lot of garbage and things that didn't weren't important. So my resilience to be tough about it to look at it as a positive thing and not think the bad thing was definitely there. So, um, you know, um, I am struggling. I am keeping my bed made and certain things cleaned up, but I just seem to have little piles of clutter of things that I'm trying to get rid of. And I'm trying to look at it like, do I really need it? Can I really use it? Or just, I just want it. And I'm trying to narrow down the things that I'm keeping, you know, can I really use it? That's like some, everything has to have usefulness in your, in your possession. So look at that as you're cleaning up, getting ready to clean before spring, or just, you know, you just want a different perspective. A clean room is going to definitely 
reward you in kind, in health, in comfort, you know. I know having my bed made, sleeping in my bed, I really do appreciate it because it welcomes me and I thank it every day. Um, that is one, some, one thing that I learned from Maria Cotto from um, Tidy Up the Show. She's a professional organizer is the feeling of making having my bed made and having it welcome me or even having my room welcome me i mean even the house that i live in i thank it daily for you know it's raining it's cold outside and i see people homeless and stuff and it's just like you know i thank god that i have a roof over my head because you know what it could it could change in a blink of an eye it just takes one subtle thing so um you know people if you're trying to clean up your lives you know, keep plugging away. If there's clutter and stuff, just do your best to get rid of it. Um, me time is precious. So um, it's very, very important to, uh, you know, definitely work on those things. Excuse me while I take a drink. And um, our gentleman tip of the day. Um now, I've been reading this book, How to Be a Gentleman, a revised and expanded timeless guide of time to timeless manners by John Bridges. And I'm on chapter three. I've skipped around in this book, and I really do appreciate it. So we're going to give a couple things of, of what a gentleman does at dinner. And ladies, maybe you might want to tell your man or hint to your dad or hint to your brother. These are things that, you know, this book could be a really, really great addition and I think that a lot of guys can learn from it, as well as women, because the women are doing these things. I was a waiter for 15 years, and I could definitely see why these things would be important. So the first one is, if a gentleman wishes to eat the garnish on his dinner plate, he does so. Well, I've never had a problem with that, but I don't look at people weird if they do. The second one is, after business hours, a gentleman turns his cell phone to vibrate mode as soon as he's seated at the dinner table at a restaurant. How really important is that one? And then, but let me really finish with that. It says, he does not check his text messages, much less send text messages while seated at the table. I think that is the biggest thing that we all can learn from. I've done it at times and I really regret it. But for the most part, when me and my girlfriend are out to dinner, I do not check my phone and I do not want to check my phone. So I used to, when I was a waiter, I'd noticed tons of people doing that and they're wondering why their relationships don't work out. And it's these subtle little things that matter. You know, ladies, if you're dating a guy and you're trying, if you're doing a checklist, check if he's honorable. You know, if he's always checking his phone and making up excuses, obviously it's not the right one for you. And same for fellas. When if a girl is checking her phone out while on a date with you, um, I would give one perspective warning. You know, a courtesy call. Basically, <laughs> I'd I would just say text. I greatly appreciate our time at this moment, and just leave it at that. And if they don't get it then happily pay your bill, bid them adieu or goodbye, and thank them for the experience. So walking away like a gentleman can be a big deal, and walking like, away like a lady can be a big deal. Next up, uh, the last tip of the day for uh, the Gentleman Series. A gentleman follows the same protocol when dining in private home or even if his 
his own home, especially if he's serving as a host. Yeah, I really think that's a big, big deal because I like people to respect my home just as much as I would respect theirs. Like if I'm leaving dirty dishes, let me at least rinse them off or let me help out because it's always hard when you have a dinner party or friends over the mess you got to clean up with. So offering the courtesy will always be um, something very, very important. And that is the gentleman's tips of the day. Um, what else do I have to say? I don't really have a whole lot to say. I'm working on some internal things. I'm working on developing issues. Um, I am looking for someone who is good with designing web pages or so I can design my internet page. I need help with uh, creating album art. I'd like something really unique for my station. And I'm trying to learn about some of the tech subtleties. So if you have that experience, you can email me at, let me get my email real quick here. Give me just a second. Let's see, where is it? Hmm. Where is the dang thing? Okay, where are you? It's good vibes, Jason B at gmail.com, all lowercase. So good vibes at Jason B at gmail.com. Email me your responses if you're not listening to me on anchor.fm. If you're listening to me on apple.fm, please leave a review or rating. I greatly appreciate it and lets me know how I'm doing. Um, if you're listening to me on Spotify, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, or any other means of podcasting, uh, feel free to email me your questions, your responses. I will definitely add them in. If you're on Twitter, since, since I'm now on Twitter, um, my Twitter address, excuse me while I get this real quick, it happens to be, okay, Jason, where is it? says Jason Barajas or the at system. Oh, excuse me. Um, here's how I, I guess you can find me. It says at Jason BA 209-64213. That's how you can follow me here on anchor. And, um, definitely, um, you know, you can reach out to me on, on those platforms. I will be, uh, tweeting out, Little things. I'm not really a big tweeter. I'm, <laughs> that sounds funny enough, but yeah, I'm not a Twitterer. Um, I, I go very little on Facebook and I'm very little on Instagram. I will be creating an Instagram page, um, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. So we definitely have some things to look forward to on Good Vibes with Jason B. If you have any show ideas, topics that you wish to cover, your curiosities, Feel free if you are on anchor.fm and if you have not joined anchor.fm, please join. You can find me good vibes at Jason B at Broad Minds and more podcast. And, and that is pretty much it. Well, thank you all for listening and you all have a great evening. Good afternoon, everybody. How are you all doing? Welcome to good vibes at Jason B at Broad Minds and more podcast. So, um, I wanted to further um, what I've been working on. This podcast is split into two, really. Um, my first part, um, you've probably just heard from, 
But so here I want to address something. We're going to talk about problems and ingredients of problems and who holds reliance and attachment to problems. Now, there's a lot of people that will say there are toxic people and there are healthy people in your life. But it all depends on how we handle our problems, right? It's really dependent on what we see as a problem, who should be responsible for a problem, and that's the big key is who should be responsible for whatever problem or blame. I like what Wayne Dyer once said. He's like, once you take the blame out of a problem, there is no problem. It's true. When you blame another or blame something else, you don't have a problem. So then if the problem exists, then it's upon reluctance, unwillingness, or not uh, trying to make it better for the greater good. A lot of the problems that we have to deal with today are not just internal, but they're external. And by the external means, we should all pay heavy attention to what can we do every day to not just make our own lives beneficial, but to make others as well. They say that you should be investing in you. The primary thing is you. Well, yes, I agree to a great extent, but then no, I disagree to some extent. With that understanding of, you know, as I'm dealing with certain problems in my personal life or in business, so to speak, um, one of the things I found is narrow down the common denominator. What makes it objective? thing or person in my way so that I cannot go further with that particular person or thing or objective. Well, it's the ingredients. What got us there? What has us there? And how can we get out of it? That is really the meat and potatoes of this discussion. So say like you have a problem with somebody and they always say, well, you did this to me. You never are nice to me. You're never blah, 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 blah. Whatever their explanation, you know, first, are you doing things currently that may feed to that perception? Second, are they being a victim? What if you can't do or perform the objective? What if you cannot give the thing? What if you cannot be relied on and you say it? That's a big, big indicator that maybe you're the problem. But then there's a third phase. What if you fail to meet the expectations or the reliance? Yes, that is another problem. No matter what, you're always responsible for 100% of everything that happens to you or that you're into. There's no such thing really as an accident because without your existence, the object or the emotion would never exist. However, the ingredients fed to the situation or person doesn't matter because what the outcome is what it is, so so many of us say. So I just want to, like, help people understand as I'm trying to understand myself. Um, when you no longer see yourself as a victim or being as offended, you no longer become a slave to that motion, idea, or whatever. So think, take that, for instance, and think about it. So if you're at work, uh, here's a better example. If you're at work and you really rely on the process and every person that is a part of that process to make the final product, 
if you don't have the training to know how to do or perform a certain function that you're relying on another person to do, that's understandable. But you should always be looking for better ways to be able to do no matter what. Now, there's going to be people that are going to be lazy and don't want to do shit, you know, excuse my language, don't want to be helpful. That's okay. That's not your prerogative. That's another person's prerogative. That's another person's job. So say like your manager. Too many times have I gone through the situation where I worked with somebody who didn't belong doing what I was doing. And I relied time and time again and time and time again, they would fail. Now, was that my fault? Yes, because I relied on them. The expectation was to rely on them. You know, if I would have taken it in a different perspective of like, look, if I'm going to do this, but if they can help me or I can help them, even better. You see how that kind of like dilutes the problem because it's no longer a blame or responsibility on someone and it doesn't leave the reluctance it leaves resilience reliance you know um courage that no matter how difficult the task takes to do that it's going to be done well that's my little snippet for uh this afternoon i've got more to say and i hope you all have a great and wonderful day Hey, everybody. How you all doing? Welcome to Goodbyes with Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. I'm producing a little bit on the road today because I haven't had time to really sit down and work on all that all that stuff because, basically, I just, I just don't have time. You know, like at home, I want to sit down and I want to record, and I don't want my ideas to float away, so to speak. So something I was listening to, there's actually quite a few people that do this, but I have a problem with this one particular area. Um, it's the abuse of astrology. And, yes, I mean abuse. So I was listening to a couple different podcasters, and they would refer to people, oh, you know, that freaking Libra, or oh, that Virgo, or oh, that Cancer. Typical Gemini. You know, and it's like, I asked one of them a question of, okay, if astrology is mathematic and a formulated science, it really is a science, um, can you predict the time and date of how long you're going to live and when you're going to die? And they said, no, we don't. We can get close, but no. And I said, why is that? Because... You know, you're predicating behavior and habits of people and what's going to happen to them according to a formula that you're not certain of, in my in my view. So I just wanted to know, could you predict death and life? And they're all, well, it's not meant for that necessarily. And I said, oh, okay, so why do you set prejudgments and predetermination on people that... You know, if they were born in a certain month, at a certain time, a certain date, this is how they're going to be, and this is the difficulties you're going to deal with. Because to me, it's just someone or something using a science to compartmentalize people and how they are. And I just don't, I follow astrology. I trust it a little bit, but I kind of use it as a giving me little hints, you know, but it's not a precursor of what's going to exactly happen, you know. And 
I hear too often that people do this crap. So what do you think? Do you think that astrology has validity to it? Do you think that it's a predicator or predictor on how we are, what we're going to be, and what, what way we'll take things, or how we'll handle things? I'm curious. 